Welcome to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast of the Illinois Air National Guard at Scott Air Force Base. You guys have a nice flight. We'll see you back here. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Brian Ellison, the Roll Call podcast focused on people, mission, and community. Thanks for listening. Coming up, reflections on Black History Month from 126th Force Support Squadron Commander Captain Doria Holland, 126th Security Forces Squadron Senior Enlisted Leader Chief Master Sergeant Kendrick Henry, and 126th Recruiter Staff Sergeant Tawan Williams. Coming up in April is the Boom Selection Board for current military members, Boom Operator In-Flight Refueling Specialist, the technical name. Uh, the selection board is for drill status guardsmen. The board is scheduled for April 2nd at 09. Applications are due by the close of business March 25th. Applications need to have a cover letter, a resume. That includes three uh, references. Those three letter of recommendations uh, may come from uh, your references. A minimum armed service vocational aptitude battery is 55 in the general category. You can see Recruiting's Facebook page for more information on the board and what else you need. You can call them too. Uh, the recruiting office, 618-222-5701. It's February. That means we are in uh, in the tax season. The MilTax link on Military OneSource is a suite of free tax services from the military, including uh, easy-to-use tax preparation and e-filing software, personalized support from tax consultants, and uh, current information about filing taxes in the military. It's designed to address the realities of military life, including deployments, combat, and uh, training pay, housing and rentals, and uh, multi-state filings. I know we uh, use it at my house. Uh, every year. If eligible, you can file one federal and up to three state tax forms at no cost. Did you know that military dependents are eligible to file their tax, uh, their taxes through MilTax too? You can also tax with a, uh, you can also talk with a MilTax consultant or for military specific questions regarding your taxes by calling 800 342 9647. All free of charge. Military One Source website is militaryonesource.com. One is spelled out. According to blackhistorymonth.gov, Black History Month was founded by Harvard-trained historian Carter Woodson and his group, the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. It was announced in 1925 and first celebrated as a as Black History Week in 1926. They chose February uh, because it was the birth month of President Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. The celebration expanded to a month in 1976, uh, the nation's bicentennial. President Gerald Ford urged Americans to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every every area of endeavor throughout our history. Since then, uh, each American president has issued Black History Month proclamations, and the association, now called the Association for the Study of African American Life and History, continues to promote the study of black history all year. I'll put a link uh, to blackhistorymonth.gov in the show's description. 126th Security Forces Senior Enlisted Leader, Chief Master Sergeant Kendrick 
Henry tells us about the influence of his grandfather as we look at uh, Black History Month here in the wing. Who inspired me growing up? I would have to say uh, my grandfather. Um, he was more of a father figure um, to me than anything. Um, I contribute him to um, basically giving me an image of what to be, um, how to be, um, is anywhere from a family man, a uh, provider for his household, a loving father, loving grandfather, um, and overall he was just highly respected um, both by his peers and his, and his family. Um, he also served uh, in the U.S. Army, which later transitioned to the Army Air Corps. Um, as a military police policeman, which further down the line, fast forward, uh, many years later, the career field became security forces. Hearing his stories at Thanksgiving dinner table, um, he did often um, relate to me the, the obstacles and the challenges that he had um, in the military as an African-American. Uh, but for the most part, some of the most valuable lessons that he taught me was, you know, you, you just put in the work, um, hard work. He, he finished his career out as a, as a technical sergeant. Um, at the time, the highest rank that you could achieve was, would have been a master sergeant. So that would be equivalent to him uh, making senior master sergeant today. Um, and so uh, it was actually you know, enlightening and inspirational for during, a, during that period, you know, World War II, um, which is during the time that he served and on, is that he was able to achieve those ranks um, in the military. Um, only 1% of the Air Force uh, achieves chiefs, the rank of Chief Master Sergeant in their career. And so I don't take that lightly. Um, because out of the 1%, there's a small percentage of us that serves in the military as well. And so as a whole, wearing the stripes and each day I put on a uniform, I try to make sure that I wear these stripes uh, with the utmost respect and carry myself in a manner that can be respected by all. Well, I can't necessarily say I have one mentor um, because throughout my career um, I was taught that it's important to constantly learn uh, from everyone. Um, I've learned from commanders, chiefs, supervisors, um, colleagues, and even uh, those uh, who, whom I outrank. Uh, but if I had to pinpoint one person specifically uh, within the wing that I watched um, and at times found inspirational. It would have to be my uh, previous commander, um, Lieutenant Colonel uh, John Brick. Uh, he was one that uh, when I was a young staff sergeant, uh, I got to watch from a distance him as an ops officer and a commander uh, come in and have, have an idea and a vision of the culture of an organization that he wanted 
And he basically showed me that if you're passionate enough and have the zeal uh, to put in the hard work and develop your team, that you can change an organization to be uh, exactly where and go in a direction where it needs to go. You know, as, as, a, as a chief, um, you're always taught that you're a chief master sergeant um, and a servant uh, first uh, before your career field. And so um, I try not to just limit uh, my ability to mentor and develop others uh, solely within the security forces career field. And so I, I, I extend my, um, um, myself to people outside of, outside of my squadron uh, throughout the wing. Uh, I actually had lunch today uh, with a senior NCO um, in, in another squadron um, in the wing just to talk about you know, personal development and some career, ch career choices that um, they are planning to make. Um, but personal interaction, uh, developing relationships, and just establishing a rapport with uh, everyone um, that you work with, your colleagues throughout the wing, just to make let them know that if you have any questions or or anything, you know I'm open um, to help um, through social media. Um, I do a lot of reading, a lot of audio books, uh, a lot of YouTube uh, videos. If I find something that resonates uh, with me, whom I who, whom I believe that will be beneficial to others, you know I'll share that on my respective uh, social media sites as well and also send them out to the text groups, our squadron groups um, as well to hopefully uh, inspire and uh, let the same message resonate with others as it did with Okay, well as a, as a chief, um, you know, whether I wanna believe it or not, um, I'm coming towards the uh, end of my career um, in the Air Force. And so it's important to take a look at um, my organization and see who's going to carry the baton um, after I'm long and gone. And so one of my, goal, one of my goals, if it's just one, um, I would say to uh, take a look at you know, the team, uh, my team, and make sure that they have, they're properly developed and uh, have the necessary tools to carry the baton and do better things uh, after I'm gone um, than uh, I, I was able to accomplish uh, in my time within that specific organization. Black History Month is a time um, for reflection on the accomplishments, the success stories um, that uh, African Americans uh, have made uh, during our time uh, here in America. Um, it's a time to take a look at where we, we have come, uh, where we are, and what efforts uh, we need to make to make sure that the future is better uh, tomorrow than what, what, we, what, what society is today. Um, as a whole, we should always look at, you know, how inclusive um, we are as, an org as, as, as a country. Um, and during this time, um, it's, all, it's always just a time to reflect 
and just take a look at, okay, what can we do um, as a society as a whole to ensure that everyone's allowed an equal opportunity to succeed and accomplish the American dream um, and do whatever it is that uh, they would like to be uh, during their time here um, on Earth. Uh, the Air National Guard um, is an opportunity that I recommend um, to all who want to serve. Um, any occupation for the most that you would like to um, work in or the field you would like to work in, um, the Air National Guard has those opportunities uh, and you have the ability to seek out. I often kid with uh, with my first term airmen and tell them that um, it's the best second job in the world. Um, as a citizen airman, um, you can have a decision of what you want to be in, in the private sector and then come serve your country and your state uh, proudly in, in the Air National Guard as well. Um, the Air National Guard is, is a family. Um, it's always been a family. It's been an extended family for me over the past 24 years. Um, it's been one of the best decisions that I've, I've ever made, and I would recommend it to any and everyone. Uh, no, no matter if it's because you want to serve, because you're looking for opportunities to pay for education, or you're looking at being a part of something that's greater than uh, yourself, um, the Air National Guard allows that opportunity for everyone. Captain Doria Holland, Force Support Squadron Commander, looks back on the influence of her father and her mentors here in the wing.
Staff Sergeant Tawan Williams tells us how he sees his role as a recruiter and role model in the National Guard. And uh, at the end of this, he makes a great point about uh, Black History Month being not just a month, but all year round. I find recruiting rewarding uh, due to the fact that I can get I get in front of the individuals that we bring into this world's greatest Air Force. So um, I get opportunity to go inside the schools, um, go into different communities, and find individuals that didn't know that this, this was the opportunity that they, they was missing in their lives, and I get a chance to be that person to change their lives for the better. Nice. Well, I, I have to be totally honest. Um, the individuals that inspired me uh, was my mom and my sisters um, and, and my dad. Let me explain a little bit though. Let me tell you, so my mom showed me how to re be respectful and how to honor adults and respect adults. And my sister showed me how to respect women. Um, they told me how to, how to treat them and how to, how, to, how to go in and out before them. And then my dad showed me how to be a man and how to stand when things got tough. And so it was a group of individuals that was in my life that inspired me to be the guy that I am. Um, yes, I, I, I was uh, inspired by the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X's, and the, and the, um, the, the different people that, um, that molded and shaped, shaped our, our, um, our freedom of being able to move in and out. But the individuals that was in my household was the most inspiring people in my life. When I joined the Air Force, I had no clue about the military, about how it works or anything like that. It was, it was a whole unit that took me in and showed me the ins and outs, and that was the uh, flight line. I mean, the uh, crew chiefs, um, just about every last one of them put their hand in the mix and, and inspired me and showed me the way. But I do have to point out two individuals um, that, that, that I look up to that, that made me want to do things in a different manner, and that's Colonel Hendricks and um, Colonel Jacobs. Um, those two, they, they have always have had conversations on the side that they inspired me and made me want to do more here at the 126 and be the best that I can be. With the experience I had outside of the, um, the Air Force, um, I, I joined at a later age, I joined at 34. And so I already instantly received the uh, maturity respect from the, um, the, the younger airmen and um, they always look towards me toward, uh, for advice or for a direction, not only with their jobs, but outside of their workplace as well as, a, as an individual. So I find myself mentoring or um, speaking into the lives of a lot of the, um, the other um, individuals around me um, in a very effective way, um, inside and outside the, um, the unit. And so that's how I feel like it, it helps with me being a little older. Uh, I, was, um, I was a life coach. Um, I was character development um, um, director at community centers um, in, in the uh, St. Clair County area and also um, published author. Yeah, well, I would say, uh, yeah, it, was tra it, trans it translates in, a, in a, a unique way because I saw a lot of things that I should not do. Um, a lot of things that was negative, the things that I saw, I knew was wrong um, coming up in my lifestyle. And I knew that those were things that I didn't need to do as I got older. So I started to seek out um, the opposite. And that's when I began to find mentors via online um, at different um, communities or churches and things like that. Finding people who look like me that was doing the opposite of what I saw coming up. And so that's what inspired me to seek out better things um, 
and and so my parents told me to do things but a lot of the things they they was telling me to do was not being acted out so it was do as i say not as i do kind of teaching so that taught me to go find what they was telling me to do it, i went and found somebody that was actually doing it i have a lot of goals here at the 126 i want to continue to grow as a as a uh as a as a airman a, a person that is in the air force i want to be able to continue to grow to the highest level i can grow um be influential with my mission and the work i do as a recruiter my goal is to be the greatest recruiter in the nation <laughs> i want to i want to be known i don't care if they have to put me on billboards i i want to be the best because that's what i put myself in position to do to be the best at whatever i do uh, because if i'm the best at whatever i do the airport is going to continue to be the greatest and so that's my goal is to just whatever i put my hands into to be do the best i can do um and that's it and always be a student of the craft i'm never i'm forever learning so yeah uh black history is huge um it means a lot to me and and what it is to me is uh, my being my life um I have to live that every day of my life, from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, sunrise, sundown, sunset. Um, so I can't, I can't even separate and say, okay, I want to participate in Black History. Um, I am Black History. Um, every day I breathe another and take another step. History is being made, and so um, not only do I want to take away from Black History and receive from Black History, I want to contribute. Um, I want people to talk about my history when I leave this earth and, and be influential to that next person and not only to the black community but to all people and so that's what black history is to me is to become nation internationally wide influential to the people that's around well um, I know one thing is here at this local 126 we're a family um, we operate as a family we operate as one um, yes, we may have good days, we may have bad days, but we all know that the mission needs to be accomplished and it takes a unit, it takes oneness. Um, and, and with the Air National Guard, I mean, it's a community. Like, you get to serve your country, but at the same time, you begin, you can generate and build a relationship with the people you work with. You don't, you don't join and then you never see the, see the individual you joined with or the recruiter that recruited you. You get to work right next to them, lock arms with them, and do the job and the mission together. So joining the, one, um, the um, Air National Guard, the 126, you join in a community, you join in a family. And that, that's why I would like to let people know if they want to join, that they're not just joining to be a part of a service, they're being part of a community and a family. I would, I would like to um, add that as we continue to go on, and recognize Black History Month, we, we, we definitely need to understand that Black history is an everyday thing. And we all have to recognize that if we don't include it in life in general, it will always be segregated into one month. With your look around the Air Force, I'm Senior Airman Khadija Slaughter. U.S. Air Force's Europe celebrates its 80th anniversary of continuous operation this year. 
For eight decades, you safety airmen have been responsible for protecting the homeland, containing and deterring threats, and helping U.S. partners and allies recover from natural disasters. As the Air Force's oldest continuously active MAGCOM, we have inherited a proud tradition of excellence. And although we are proud of our legacy, we must acknowledge that we haven't done it alone. Working closely with our partners and allies, we continue to support peace and stability across Europe and Africa. General Harikian adds, these relationships have endured over the last 80 years and will continue to grow stronger as the coalition works toward a better future together. A new infrared search and track unit, known as the Legion Pod, reached initial operating capability on the F-15C Eagle aircraft. The pod uses an infrared sensor to help pilots track and engage enemy aircraft in environments where they can't use traditional radar technology. It also provides monitoring capabilities at an extended range, boosting the effectiveness of the F-15C. Todd Mathis, part of Air Combat Command's F-15C program, calls the Legion pod a game changer and says the capabilities it provides are critical to employing combat air power and keeping the Air Force at the leading edge of the fight. U.S. Northern Command is deploying 180 Air Force medical personnel to six states at the request of the Federal Emergency Management Agency to support civilian healthcare workers treating COVID-19 patients. Air Force doctors, nurses, and respiratory therapists are being sent in teams to healthcare facilities and communities that are heavily burdened by coronavirus-induced hospitalizations from California to New York State. The added personnel joined more than 1,000 who were already activated by the Department of Defense and sent out to support the COVID-19 response mission. And that's your look around the Air Force. If you are having thoughts of suicide or know someone in crisis, call the Military Crisis Line 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Press 1. There's also a chat lifeline you can uh, chat through on their website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Another way to get help is the crisis text line. You can text HELP, H-E-L-P, to 838-8255. That's 838-255. Text the crisis line. That's H-E-L-P to 838 Something coming up here in March, uh, Health Promotions is sponsoring a pain-free running and gait analysis clinic on Tuesday, March 8th. That's going to be led by physical therapy. And another one, March 25th, led by sports medicine. Registration is required. If you struggle with running, whether you love it or hate it pretty much like I do, that's why I, I like to ride a bike because then you don't run. Don't ask me. There's a difference. This workshop will help you become a more efficient runner and decrease your risk of energy. The uh, workshop's going to include uh, a classroom brief, and then uh, there's uh, they're going to highlight efficient running technique and hands-on outdoor gait analysis is included. Of course, you're, you should probably wear some PT gear. You don't have to wear the official PT gear, but fitness uh, attire is required. The clinic is held in the health promotion classroom. That's at uh, 375th Medical Group on the first floor. Registration is required. Email Mrs. Brondmeyer directly at heather.l.brondmeyer.com. CIV at mail.mil register now because uh, space is limited.
If you haven't heard yet, uh, the 126th Air Refueling Wing Helping Agencies has started a new podcast called Positive Rotation. It's a podcast helping refuel your mind. Join Linda Shu, Director of Psychological Health, right now. She's in the middle of a seven-week podcast called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Airmen. It's based on Stephen Covey's work. After these seven episodes, it will go to a monthly format. You can find it right now on the 126th Helping Agency's Facebook page. Eventually, I hope to get it up on uh, podcast catchers. seems that uh, that process is uh, taking a little bit of time. You can find all of our links on Linktree. That's linktr.ee forward slash 126ARW. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can also download this on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to pass along some information, you can email Roll Call at 126.ARW.PA.MM.ORG at us.af.mil. Thanks for listening to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast focused on people, mission, and community. I'm Master Sergeant Brian Ellison.